Thank you so much, Sister Patricia, and welcome all to Studying in the Word, and I am Minister Michelle Carter-Douglas. On today's Bible study, um, we are going to uh, study the chapter of Job, chapter 2. Also, we are going to study Exodus chapters 7 through 11, and then we're going to look into studying chapter uh, 3 of Genesis. Um, A little preface that we'll see in tonight's Bible study. In the chapter of Job, we will find encouragement through our persecutions. Going back through the chapters of Genesis and Exodus, we will rediscover the reasons why we endure hardship and how we will get through them. Uh, With that being said, we are going to um, take a a little break um, and let everybody get to uh, their Bibles. And we will be reading uh, Job chapter two in the NIV, that's the New International Version uh, Bible. We will be right back with Studying in the Word with Minister Michelle Carter-Douglas.
On the path to success, we find many adversities. What and to whom can be the stumbling block? Are we being spiritually punished for some things? Or is there something or someone trying to hinder us from receiving Almighty God's blessings? Thinking outside the plantations is based on the evidence-based perspective. Evidence shows who and what is oppressing people today. The plantations of depression, suicide, domestic violence, and addictions will not define us. We have the power to become free. This book will guide you through breaking the chains, thus enabling you to step off those mental and philosophical plantations that impede your social growth. This book is written by abuse survivors and designed for your individual and group studies. Books are available on Amazon.com, both the instructor's manual and the individual book. Amen. Welcome back to Studying in the Word. Praise God. Uh, Let's all turn our Bibles to the book of Job, chapter 2. And uh, we will take turns reading. This chapter consists of about, oh, it's 13 verses. And uh, I will read the first uh, 10. And then we'll discuss those first 10 verses. On another day, the angels came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also came with them to present himself before him. And the Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright a man who fears God and shuns evil, and he still maintains his integrity. Though you enticed me against him to ruin him without any reason. Skin for skin, Satan replied, a man will give all he has for his own life. But now stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones, and he will surely curse you to your face. Now, I I, I, I want to just stop there on the first five verses. Um, what you see here, you know, Satan loves to entice, attack, and smear people's character. He loves to challenge people. He loves to accuse people of serving God for material gain. He accuses people of being like himself. And you see in these scriptures, it's the epitome of hypocrisy. Um, when we go through 
adversities, trials, tribulations, hostility, persecution, accusations, taunts, and all of that. It is because the adversary wants you to turn your back on God. He wants you to be preoccupied and distracted. He wants you not to give God your full attention. I had people tell me about getting a secular job, uh, attacking the work that I do now, which is, you know, through my ministry, Bible studies, teaching the word of God. Um, people bring up about uh, Bible college and, you know, et cetera. And, and I just thank God for studying in the word because this is nothing but the regurgitation of Satan himself. I don't have anything to prove. We don't have anything to prove to anybody but God. Out of these, you know, a lot of people will talk about the trials of Job, but then they don't walk the trials of Job. They don't see this. I hear people talking about churches. And I had that that false idealization that in the in the church it was supposed to be perfect because that was the house of God. But studying in the word, I see Satan is always running up in the house of God. Satan is trying to get his foothold in any and everything. He will come at your marriage. He will come try to get in your house. He would try to get in your kids. He would try to get in you as parents. He would try to get in everything, especially our relationship with God. And these first five, five verses, you see Satan is running up to the house of God to what? Entice our Heavenly Father. To entice God Almighty. And God says it. He says in, 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 in verse um, 3. Okay, in verse 3. And he still maintains his integrity, though you enticed me against him. So... God is omnipotent, and yet he is experiencing the tricks and the tactics and the taunts of the adversary. This is God. Satan even uh, 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 provoked and, and enticed Jesus Christ, which is God in flesh, Emmanuel. So if 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 our Heavenly Father, our Creator, was enticed by the adversary. Of course we will be, because we're nothing but flesh. But that's when we got to put the full armor of God on. And we got to remember, whatever God allows, he's going to bring us through. So when we go through these, 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 these scriptures, 
It is to gain an understanding, an empathetic understanding. And that's what my job is. My job is to teach the scripture as ordained by God with the Holy Spirit to bring clarity to it so that people can understand it and also to give hope and to let people know that God calls imperfect people to do his perfect will. And along the way, as we face these trials and tribulations, it's not punishment, it's exercise, it's strengthening, it's endurance. Are there any thoughts, questions about uh, the first five verses of Job? And I'm glad that you pointed that out because, again, you ever come across a person, they don't want nothing, so they don't want other people to have it neither? Yeah. That's the adversary. He doesn't have a chance at everlasting life. Satan will never, ever regain the jewels that were embroidered upon him, the beauty that he once had. He threw, he threw that away. He can never get it back. He can never repent for his actions. He's a walking dead. And you ever see that movie, The Walking Dead? They're dead. Their corpse is walking around what? To devour other lives. To be like them, zombies. Yeah. Yeah, or less than you're right. You know? So we have to understand the importance of making sacrifices to live in God's will. And this is hard because we're in the flesh. This is very hard because we're in the flesh. But it may be hard, but it's not impossible. Uh, are there any questions, any thoughts before I read uh, verses 6 through 10? You know, I just thought about, like, sometimes, like, you see people, like, even like that shows, like, some people in a relationship, and maybe, you know, they divorce and they break up. Well, the one person, they don't want the person to find somebody else. So they go kill them, mm -hmm. you know?
They just don't want nobody to be happy. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be, they don't like people. They don't want anybody else to have friends and be friendly and get along. They just like to sit misery, love, positive, That's right. That's right. That's right. Thank you so much, Sister Patricia. That is so correct. That is so right. Mm -hmm. You're right. And uh, and is there any other thoughts? I, no, we don't have it too bad right now. I'm sorry? Oh, I said, no, not right now. Okay, okay, no, no, no. Okay, verses 6 through 10. The Lord said to Satan, very well then, he is in your hand, but you must fear his life. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and afflicted Job with painful sores from the soles of his feet to the crown of his head. Then Job took a piece of broken pottery and scraped himself with it as he sat among the ashes. His wife said to him, are you still maintaining your integrity? Curse God and die. He replied, you are talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? In all this, Job did not sin in what he said. Now, in these verses, it just strikes home to me because one of which in my prayers, I will pray from the crown of our head, for the, from the crown of so-and-so's head to the soles of their feet. This is the prayer that I have taught and it comes from the book of Job. You have these people who are walking around as puppets, who are so carnal-minded, and it shows in, in their household, mind you. Why does she pray and say the crown of her head and soles of the feet? What, where is that? What is it? And, and you know, and, I, and I, I was like, God, I said, what is wrong with them? And he says, don't worry about it. Do what I tell you to do. But, you know, that's why I love the Lord, because God teaches you. And when you truly, 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 like I have, it's a journey, find forgiveness. And I'm finding forgiveness every single day in so many aspects. You look at the people that do these things. And you really feel bad for them. And you understand what Jesus meant. They don't know what they do. They're idiots. They're foolish. And I have called people foolish fools. And people say, you're not supposed to say that. But you see here right in the book of Job, Job was blameless. And he referred to his wife as foolish. So in studying in the word, I hope that people encompass this. I thank everybody who has been patient with um, this podcast. Um, as you know that I'm running two other podcasts, and my main podcast that I do 
is morning coffee with Christ, but the Lord is showing me balance. And I, I let people know when you study in the word with God, he creates a balance. He encompasses such a balance that you're able to wear the hats that he has blessed you with. So that's one thing that I just want everybody to get from uh, these uh, few scriptures about one, when the Lord says put on the full armor, he doesn't talk about half stepping. You're supposed to, the helmet, that goes over what? Your ankle? Your head. <laughs> the crown of your head. Okay, you don't put the helmet on, uh, like you don't have a helmet where the helmet exposes the top of your head. You know? So, you know, our prayers should not be half-stepping. You know, you have people, all these, they, they yell and everything else, but they're not incorporating everything that needs to be incorporated. And when you study in the Word, you, you see that. You see how everything comes together. And, um, you know, people always are so quick to assume when you cut your hair or even when it comes to some people, they go through different uh, situations and, and they, they, they cut themselves. You know, automatically some people will say, oh, they're, they're possessed or whatever. Sometimes they're overwhelmed. Like chicken pox. I got the chicken pox. I forget how old I was. And my mother said, don't scratch. I'll get this calamine lotion. And I remember scratching. I didn't care it was going to make a scar or a sore. I couldn't wait for her to get the pink calamine lotion and put on me. You know, and you see here, Job had these sores on him so painful. He took a pottery and just cut the sore. How much pain and distraught that he was in. And then, too, you know, everybody looks at a person's photos, videos, whatever. Some people have this, that they go back to this saying, a picture says a thousand words. No, it don't. Pictures only convey what you want them to convey. Actions don't even speak volumes. Behind closed doors do. Because when you got your stuff in order behind closed doors, it will exude behind and through, behind closed doors and through open doors. So you see Job, a blameless man, a loving man of God, a, a man who loved God, you know, he had family issues. His kids were not in obedience, really. They were having parties, and he was having to go and pray and, and do offerings to the Lord. And then he had his wife who, just based on the little things that I've read, I think she maybe was materialistic. I mean, here she is. She's saying, curse God and die. So 
back in those days, when the husband died, everything would go to the wife or the kids. So she really, I don't know. I don't know where heart God does. But to me, in saying that, you really didn't care about your husband's welfare because you were telling him to curse God and die. You didn't get down there and say, you know, what can I do? Maybe I need to go get some healing leaves, you know, um, go call the medicine man and, and baby, let me, let me hold you. Let me give you some tea, some herbal tea, something, you know? So you see a lot here in these scriptures and what tonight I hope that you all get from this is trials will come knocking at your door, but God is going to help you to address it. And sometimes we experience spiritual warfare with those closest to our hearts. But God is going to get you there. He's going to get you through everything. Because as they said, if God brings you to it, he's going to bring you through it. Because God knows our frame. We will be back after this break with studying the word. And we will have our thoughts by our students. Amen. Amen. Welcome back to Studying in the Word. I'm Minister Michelle Carter-Douglas. And uh, Sister Pat, if you could uh, read Job chapter 11 through... Oh, 11 through 13, yes. When Job Eliphaz, how do you pronounce that? Eliphaz. Eliphaz, the Temanite, Bildad, the Shuhite, and Zophar, the Nemanite, heard about all the troubles that had come upon him. They set out from their home and met together by agreement to go and sympathize with him and comfort him. When they saw him from a distance, they could hardly recognize him. They began to weep aloud, and they tore their robes and sprinkled dust on their heads. Then they sat on the ground with him for seven days and seven nights. No one said a word to him because they saw how great his suffering was. Amen. May God... on the reading of Amen. Thank you, Sister Pat. Thank you, Sister Pat. And, you know, out of, well, Sister Pat, what did you get from these verses? That his friends truly, you know, they were truly his friends. They felt themselves. They felt physically, um, mentally, they felt what they were going through. And they they want to do all that they can to let him know this and try to do whatever they could to bring some comfort to him by just letting him know that they were there too with him. Mm-hmm. They were with him and they felt what he was going through his sorrow and, you know, they cared about him. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, sister. Thank you. 
Um, what we're going to do is next week, uh, August 23rd, we are going to pick up on Exodus chapters uh, 7 through 11. And we're going to read over those scriptures and um, uh, and also Genesis chapter 3. This is really great information. And, you know, uh, I don't want to overwhelm anyone with holding our Bible studies over one hour. So um, we are going to conclude this study here. Um, before I do, I just want to see, um, well, just to stay in verses 11 through 13, um, Sister Pat, you brought out the importance of empathy. You know, um, sometimes when we see someone going through something, we can sympathize with their situation, but empathy is what we really want. You know, we want to be able to help our loved one. You know, um, friends, biological family, whatever, if somebody needs us, you know, to camp out of their house or if they got to camp out at our house, you know, we need to be able to do that, you know. So um, we got a lot of information, I think, tonight. What do you all think? Yeah. Can I say this too? Yes, yes. Sometimes, and I know we've all had it, sometimes people, they just come to you, they may look at you, they may give you a hug or sit with you, but they don't say a word or something. Like maybe sometimes I've got to, I don't know what to say, but you felt that they truly, truly, you know, cared about you. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't have to just say anything. It's just sometimes the presence and the way somebody look at you or touch you or, or just come. And, and it means a lot. It means a lot because I've had people do that. They just, they, you know, they don't know what to say. It's just the way they look or maybe they gave a hug or maybe they just, you know, sat down by They were just there. They were there. And it meant everything. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. With that being said, uh, Sister Alessa, would you pray us out? Yeah. Thank you. Dear God, thank you for blessing everyone and thank you for letting us be on this Bible study this evening. Please let us have many more in your name. Thank you for blessing the wonderful music we have heard and received and the testimony and scriptures we read today. In Jesus' name we pray. I hope we all have a blessed rest of our weekend weekend until we meet again. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise God. Love you all and thank you for joining in. Studying in the word. Amen. Glory to God. God bless y'all. Good night.